Hey, I'm Matt Hines, and you're listening to the Triple Bottom Line Podcast. When I first started this podcast project, I had a little bit of a broader scope, especially since I was talking a lot about fitness. And I haven't yet talked about fitness at all in this season of the podcast. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. Well, what's what's going on with that, you know? So, first of all, I'm no longer in the fitness industry. After uh, 10 years of part-time personal training and coaching, teaching fitness classes, and by the end, um, making a, like a website and doing some sort of online stuff... Uh, I've all but hung them up and uh, don't really have any interest in further pursuing or getting back into it. And in part what happened was COVID shut me down. It shut down my dwindling (laughs) kind of declining fitness business or stagnant fitness business and uh, the other several activities that I was involved in in coaching outside of my my personal business and I haven't really looked back. I, I moved from Maine to Delaware and I wasn't able to uh start that back up and I didn't really have any interest in starting that back up because my main interest has really taken a shift and feeling like I needed to focus in more on food system work and, and farming. And luckily, when I got down here, I got right away a full-time job on a farm. So, which uh, I really liked that. And that was, I, I'm happy for that change. I did not want to any longer be in the fitness industry. I've, I feel pretty jaded about my experience. Um, and I, I experienced a decline and declining lack of uh, declining satisfaction, sense of satisfaction, and also declining probably customer satisfaction in, in the number of people I was working with. And uh, that was, I guess the decline sort of started when uh, I was working for the Bath YMCA and I had a pretty rough experience and I ended up um, leaving there, which is is a whole long story that it does there's a lot that's told in that story about the fitness industry broadly that I would love to share sometime but just to kind of try to summarize something that was really complicated i felt like there was uh there was what could get done to best serve the members which um but then there was a a lack of initiative 
inability to meet these needs and to change. There, there was a, a level of rigidity. And as I dug deeper into that situation, and look, I don't want to disparage the Bath YMCA. They do a lot of really great things. And it's, I, I've kind of forgiven everybody who was involved in that, that I felt like, because I, I definitely made a lot of mistakes and there's some regrets that I have in the way that I dealt with that situation. I think I was way too pushy. Um, and part of it came to a sense of desperation that I had. <laughs> so, and for them, it was just a little bit like, okay, this guy's coming out of nowhere and all of a sudden he wants to do all of this uh, new programming that I was trying to initiate to fill in some of the coverage gaps that we had. And uh, I just went about it a well way that wasn't quite right. <laughs> but I think also it revealed to me not outright corruption by individuals necessarily, but how the whole fitness industry has been corrupted or co-opted by corporate interests <laughs> and how that pollutes the ability to take initiative and to take ownership and a sense of a greater sense of independence on like a local scale. I mean, so much of this just, it both like reinforces, but also it's shaped my perspective about like the triple bottom line concept and so many other concepts I'm talking about in this podcast. It's all there. <laughs> so that's, and the fitness industry is something that I felt like at a certain point, I just started to feel like, uh, well, and just to how I got to where I am, uh, you know, the next step from there was that I tried to have an independent business, independent training operation, and then also just fill in everything. I'll also do my coaching of uh, the high school track team, and then I picked up a couple other activities working with the, the city of Bath rec, rec department and did an after school program for the kids and I, then I got involved with the Mid Coast Community Alliance and did some after school fitness programming with them and like looking back I actually I feel like I should be proud of what I was able to do and scramble together in such a short period of time and the large amount of and diverse population of people that I was working with because I was doing the personal training. I tried to start unsuccessfully some like small group training there, but it was like very small groups. And mostly that was working with seniors, uh, a couple of senior groups, a couple of individuals who basically made this even feasible for me to do for this period of time. And I'll be forever grateful for them coming over with me and literally financially supporting me. Half of all my financial support was coming from a handful of people at that time. And But I was, at the time, I was disappointed at the rate of growth. But like, I don't know, I guess I was kind of 
my expectation was a little too high because now I, I feel like it was okay. But given that I was disappointed and feeling like I was getting better at coaching, but my performance was worsening and my enjoyment was worsening. And well, another thing during this time is that I launched the balancedbodysystem.com and I worked on that for like a year uh, and I put in a lot of hours into that project. I wasn't ever sure what exactly it was going to do. I was hoping it could be something that feasibly supported my income, but I never really thought too much through like how I was going to maintain that and run that service. The main thing I wanted to do was try to communicate my approach to training. I wanted to try to summarize. I kind of knew that I wanted to stop being in fitness, but the last thing I wanted to do was to just summarize my findings, which, yeah, I just wanted to have a culminating written uh, report on my on my findings yeah like you know cuz i did it for 10 years this is what this is what i found to be an effective way to approach this and this is my approach that i've come up with based on the trial and error and so yeah i mean that's out there it was supposed to be but the the problem was to try to monetize that it wasn't unless it was made to be like a book but People don't really subscribe, like, I don't know. I didn't really even want to deal with all the, how figuring out how to make, how to monetize that. I have no idea how to monetize that. And I just don't want to bother with it. I don't want to do more stuff online. Uh, I don't want to have to be more on the computer. And I don't want other people to be more on the computer. That defeats the whole purpose of the balanced body system, is to get more people to get off the screen and get outside, which is the conflict that I have also with doing this podcast. But... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, and that and that has to do with more broadly with the fitness industry and the way that it's commodified. I just can't hang. I just don't. I just don't want to do it that way. And to get to that point where you have a monetarily successful. There's there's a formula for how to do that. And it changed during COVID. And it's like I launched the website March 1st. And a lot of the programming on there, there was a lot of at-home stuff. But then there was also, but a lot of it was in the gym. A lot of gym-based exercise programs. And that was just, not, all of a sudden that was not practical anymore. So that kind of just like deflated me and feeling like, well, this product that I'm I'm trying to commodify this product, but this product isn't even relevant right now. So it wasn't going to work. But the, um, you know, but the fitness industry, then a lot of people shifted and like, you know, Sydney, she always tunes into when she does workouts, she does a lot of guided workouts where she just pulls up something on. Well, she's got the app for spin. That spin. What's that shit called? Uh, 
Peloton, Peloton. She has the Peloton app, and then she has some other little fit, my fitness, no, no, what's that called? Aptive. Where a coach is on there, and they, like, guide you through the workout. They have a nice shot of them doing the workout, but then they're also talking you through it. And um, people, I think that's very usable for a lot of people. And that's something, if you did that, you could monetize that. And I kind of tried to do that, but I didn't have... You just got to invest. You got to go for it. You you have to... Yeah, you have to put some money up front. Or you have to just be like tech savvy and be willing to do a lot of tech stuff. And uh, so, so there's a formula for how to do it. And it is an effective product. I appreciate a lot of what those folks are putting out there. Um. It's funny because as I'm talking through this, I'm feeling like I have a more positive spin on it, but I've felt really negative about it for the last couple of years. Um, feeling down on the fitness industry. But, you know, hey, I got to give credit because there's a lot of individuals who have made this shift into the new fitness industry. And uh, that's not to mention, I think you're not really seen as being in the fitness industry, but coaches across the country, coaching youth sports, and many of them are volunteers, but um, credit to credit to them because it is a really, I still think it's an important thing. But uh, I also just started to feel like in working on the farm, and all of the things that I'm advocating for about farming, and I feel like there's an opportunity for way more people to be involved in farming, but beyond farming, other, just thinking about our economy in a way that's less tech dependent and a little bit more hands-on, which would give more people physical experiences, physical work to do, and that would increase the fitness level so the whole idea of like looking at fitness is like, okay, you, well, you need to have this plan and you need to go to the gym and do this workout or you, you need to listen to this podcast and follow me doing this workout and that's how you're going to be healthy. It's just kind of like, it's looking at the problems too small. <laughs> it, it's just like, it's very far from the biggest issue that we have. And it's, and it's not getting to the core of things. And that's what, for me, that's where I'm at right now and where the fitness industry to me is just kind of small potatoes. <laughs> uh, and I'm not really that interested in it because to get to a place where people are healthier and more fit, we're going to have to take a little bit of a deeper look at the way our economy runs, um, the way our food system works, city design. There's just like a lot of other aspects to this that are bigger and overriding just what we do, like how you do your own personal workout. And the last thing I'll say is... I still stand by what I, the concepts of the balanced body system. If you are an athlete or if you're somebody who just really wants to 
dial it in and you want to have a plan. You want to have that structure. But then you also are willing... See, the thing about the balanced body system is you have to have another level of willingness to... You, you have to have a willingness to try to learn a little bit. And it's like you want to have a little bit more knowledge and understanding and you want to have a process that will lead you to coming up with a plan that you can follow. That's what, that's what the balanced body system is. And I think there's time and a place for that for sure. But I think the problem is that, and I think you have to, I think you have to go through that process first. I think that's a place to start. But I think you want to also evolve to a place where there's a little bit more freedom, where you don't have, it doesn't have to be so rigid. And the plan doesn't have to be so detailed that you're like following the sheet of paper and you're like staring at the sheet of paper to tell you what to do. Hopefully you eventually get to a place where there's a little bit more freedom and intuition and also, and most importantly, playfulness. That you get to a point where it's something that you genuinely just want to do anyways. And it brings you joy. It's enjoyable. If you get to that place, then you're going to attain a level of fitness that will be so much more sustainable. And so much more than just what's happening to your body. If you want to make your mind-body connection, then we're trying to get to a place where you're really enjoying what you're doing. And maybe a lot of people can, and I'm not saying that people can't get joy from following a, going into a gym and doing a gym workout, or following a class online, or even following a sheet of paper and going through the whole balanced body process. Just some people can but i don't i don't think that's for everybody and i think a lot of people who are struggling with fitness and finding their fitness they feel probably like they have to do something that they really don't like to do and that that barrier exists there cuz and i'm saying this because i hear some a lot of people talk about fitness this way it's like Oh man, well I need to kick my ass because I'm you know, slacking and oh it's gonna hurt so bad. But it doesn't that doesn't have to be finding your fitness, it doesn't have to be ever super intense and it doesn't have to be super well planned out. It's basically just like Get outside and just start moving and and do do a physical activity that sounds fun 